From the VIP lounge to the gridiron, it's everything you need to know from pop culture to free throws. This is Cleats and Cocktails with your hosts, Meg and Taniella. Welcome to Cleats and Cocktails. I'm Taniella. And I'm Meg. This week's episode of Cleats and Cocktails is brought to you by Cosmopolitans. Uh, the Cosmopolitans we're drinking are made up of an ounce and a half of Tito's Vodka, half an ounce of Cointreau, uh, which is triple sec, half an ounce of lime juice and an ounce of cranberry juice uh, shaken with ice and poured into a lovely martini glass. These are much easier to drink than last week's cocktail, the yes. sidecar. Yes, <laughs> I will agree. Um, a little more sweetness and also not quite as strong, but still strong. Less cringing when we're sipping them. Yes, definitely. So. Um, okay, so the agenda for this week, as always, we're going to start with Pick 6 News Stories. Um, we have we are officially in March, how I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do a, an Athlete of the Month for February and then... Just because we like want to make everyone feel good this week, as we're still dragging through winter weather in Toronto, a um, couple feel-good stories from the week. So, I guess jumping right into pick six, then. And it's gonna be a pick six! So, I figured we have a couple of news stories that aren't really big enough to make into their own story, so I'm combining a bunch of little ones into something I'm calling By the Numbers. Um... Just as a quick need to know, um, we talked about James Harden's point streak, and he's been on his 30 game or 30 point per game game streak for a while now. Um, <laughs> I'm hang on like words confused. Um, so unfortunately, it has come to an end at 32 games, which is insanity yes, to begin with. It is totally. He spent like how many months carrying this streak? Like that's crazy. It is. It's impressive. But, uh, so yeah, unfortunately it came to an end, and then I guess he turned around in, in, like, a feat of anger, and turned around and dropped 58 points last week, last Thursday, I think, in uh, a game. So, clearly he is not done. This is not a sign of a slump whatsoever. No, definitely not. Nope. Still really wants that MVP, so, uh, James Harden's just gonna keep going. Yeah, that's insane. 58 points. Like, who else played that game? Yeah. Nobody. Definitely. (laughs) I don't even know how a coach calls plays when it's just James Harden with the ball for all four quarters. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Good for him. Um, And then switching over to hockey, just as a quick by the numbers, um, Alexander Ovechkin, who plays for the Washington Capitals, widely considered to be one of the best players in the league. Um, If you don't follow hockey, he has a fierce rivalry with other elite superstar, Sidney Crosby. Mm -hmm. Um, So They're similar in age, right? I think they were drafted in the same year. It was like one, two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So like the whole, their whole careers, they've both been compared to each other. Actually very similar to our two teams, Patrick Laine and Austin Matthews. Mm -hmm. So they've really spent their whole careers being pitted against each other. Um, Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals actually won the Stanley Cup last year. Um, and he's just been on the Alexander Ovechkin tour 2019, just living his best life. Um, he has hit 45 goals for the 10th time in his career in a season, which makes it the most ever by surpassing surpassing the one and only Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. So that was huge news this week. Yeah. Not only is like, often what happens is like teams will win a cup and then the next year they have like a weird hangover and they don't do as well. Right. But Washington is still killing it. They're still doing great. Alexander Ovechkin has clearly not fallen off whatsoever. Nope. So, and that's a big deal. Like, surpassing any of Gretzky's records is a really big deal because right. he holds, like, all of them. Right. So, it's a real big deal. And obviously, he's, he's held them for a long time. 
forever. So it's taken a really long time for people to like. I mean, how long has it been since he's played in the league? Like the fifteen 90s. years, more. Well, he didn't play in the two thousands, did yeah. he? Yeah. So like. It's been forever. For like 20 years. That just shows like his dominance. So the fact that Ovechkin could even achieve that is a big deal. Yeah, it's impressive. And then finally, um, we talked last week about the DeMar, or like the uh, San Antonio Spurs coming to Toronto, marking DeMar DeRozan's return for the first time since he got traded. Um, that game ended up being the most watched NBA game ever in Canada. Which is crazy. Crazy. Because the Raps have made the playoffs. Right. Consistently. Right. And this one, people were just like really emotionally invested in. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. It was a great game to be watching too. Right. Like, just super exciting. Just a little something extra to add to like the great welcome that Toronto gave him. is like all of Canada was like <laughs> right? cheering him on. Literally. Like <laughs> that's got to feel good, you know? Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. Um, but that's a quick update on the number segment. As an aside, if this is something you're into, because we feel like we try to give a combination of like stories, stats, everything that you can kind of throw into conversation. If you're into something like this and you want more, let us know. I can post more on our stories. We can do more chats about it. Let us know. Definitely. Um, okay. Jumping into baseball quickly. I know we've talked the past couple of weeks, a few baseball stories here and there in preparation for the fact that this is going to consume all of our lives, uh, within the next few months. So just a little story to keep things, uh, going on the baseball train is that we talked last week that Bryce Harper was the last big free agent who was waiting to be signed. Um, and so he did actually sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm -hmm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, weirdest name. Yeah, like why would they be? Yeah, anyways, don't need to get into it. Um, so he signed the largest overall contract in history for baseball. I, I assume for any sport, probably because who else would have? Would have oh, had? soccer's got some pretty big contracts. Oh, okay, okay. So it must just be baseball. But anyways, basically they signed him for 13 years for 330 million dollars over the course of 13 years, <laughs> which is just like an unfathomable amount of money and time. Right, and, and time. time for an athlete. Yes, like, most players don't even last 10 years in the league. Right. So he's currently 26, going on 27, which means by the time his contract ends with them, he will be basically 40. Like, that's not young. No. Most people are well retired, like, five years into retirement at that point. Exactly. So, basically, this year, he's getting paid $10 million plus a $20 million signing bonus. So, just a casual $30 million this year. I wish I got a signing bonus of, like, like half a percent of that. Literally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anything. If someone gave me, like, 20 bucks to sign a contract, I'd probably sign anything. Yeah. You Literally. know? Yeah. So he gets that this year, which is insane. And then from 2020 to 2028, he gets $26 million a year. And then from 2029 to 2031, he gets $22 million a year. So, I mean, this is insane. It's insane. I think the general consensus is, like, question marks around why the Phillies would sign him to such a long-term deal because we would all assume that by the tail end of that, when he's in his late thirties, like getting in towards his forties, that he's probably not going to be as good of a player, no. but you're still paying him $22 million a year, which seems like a lot. Um, the other thing that gives me pause is contracts of this length are always risky because we see it in basketball a lot where people play in a contract year, they play out of their minds, they get these huge deals and then they suck because they got their money. Right. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to Bryce Harper. He's been consistently good for a while, but at the same time, who's to say, even in four or five years, if he's not that good anymore, or if he's like, he's suddenly injury prone, like right. you still got how many years on your contract with him? Like right. no one's picking this contract up. Like no. you've committed. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like on the front end, he potentially could have got more money per year if he had signed a shorter contract yeah. with somebody else. Like I think 
Um, like Manny Machado. Like, Manny Machado's is like 30 million over 10 years. So it's like yeah, shorter. Yeah, I mean, by three years though, like that's not drastically shorter really. I was thinking like a three-year deal. Like you could do like, yeah. I'm pretty sure Greg mentioned that the Yankees offered him like a crazy mm. amount of money for like three years or something like that. So on the front end, he potentially could have made more per year, but on the back end, he's really going to be making more than he would anywhere else probably. Oh my God, yeah. I and mean then, like it's financially, it's great for him because like, by the time he's 35 to 40, that's guaranteed money. And it doesn't really matter how good he is at that point. Exactly. They could just not play him. They could literally choose for him to not play and just pay him. Anyways. Literally. Yeah. Which the is, Jays are, I'm pretty sure, paying a bunch of people still that well, yeah. just don't play for well, us Well, what anymore. did they do with, um... Is Tulo. it Pilar? Oh, no, Tulo. Yeah, Tulo plays for the Yankees now, and the Jays are pretty sure still paying at least a portion of his contract. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one side note, since we just mentioned that, is that the first game that the Yankees played against the Jays in preseason, um, Tulo actually hit a home run. Yeah. Which was really exciting for him. Yeah. I mean, like, also he seemed a little bit like like a bitter Betty. Oh, he's definitely a bitter Betty. But I think it's because he feels like they gave up on him. Well, I mean, he was injured for, like, two straight years. Like, it's kind of hard not to, like... And, I mean, I think there was also a vision for the Jays that didn't include that whole run of yeah. people from the playoffs. So, I think either way it was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'd prop If I'm being honest, I would probably feel the same way. If they, they literally still, like, are paying me to not play for them. Like, yeah. that's the definition of, like, just fully giving up on somebody. Like, I'll just pay you to not play. I'll pay you to actually go play somewhere else where we're, like... Like, fierce rivals with them. Like, just go play there. Like, I'll pay you to do that. Literally go anywhere but here. Yeah. Like, I'd be pissed, too, if I was him. So if I smashed a home run in my first game against him, like, uh, you better bet I'd be talking about that to every news outlet that was willing to listen. Like... Um, so, anyways, that's uh, that's your uh, baseball update for the week. I think the moral of the story is we continue to not make $30 million a year. Yes. Yes, that is. <laughs> Still waiting for that. Still not getting pedicures on the monthly basis. <laughs> ESPN, DM us at any time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Anytime. Or TSN or Sportsnet, any of you. <laughs> We're not picky. <laughs> um, okay, so jumping into a quick story about soccer. Um this past week was the El Clasico, and for anyone who doesn't follow this, it is in the Spanish league, La Liga. Um, it is between Barcelona and Real Madrid, the two biggest Spanish teams there are. Um, I actually did like a quick read, and I think they're actually the two biggest soccer clubs in the world. Apparently, they're the two most followed on social media, and I think they're actually like profit-wise the two biggest. Hmm. So. Basically, they are, like, the rivalry. Like, if you think of, like, Toronto-Montreal in hockey or, like, the Yankees and the Red Sox in baseball, think of that, but times, like, a billion. That's what, like, Real versus um, Barcelona is. So every time they play, it's called, they call it the El Clasico. It used to be that, like, it was one specific game that they would play in, like, a championship, and now every time they play, they're like, it's a Clasico! So, like, it just gives everyone an excuse to be rowdy and drink a lot and, like, have a huge rivalry. So um, Barcelona won, and the only reason why it's, it's notable this time is that it puts Barcelona ahead on their head-to-head for the first time in, like, I th- it says 87 years, which seems ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Where have you guys been for almost a century? Yeah. It might be a little less, but for the most part, um, Real has dominated for a long time, and then with the addition of uh, Leo Messi, who is arguably the best player in the world, um, maybe ever, he plays for Barcelona, and after they they got him, it sort of really changed the landscape. Barcelona's won a lot more of the matchups than Real has. 
Um, so it's just important to know Barca won the El Clasico for this year. I think they play again at some point. I think they do. Um, they'll also, there's also something called the Copa del Rey, which might come up, which mm. also gives a chance for the two of them to play if they're in it. So right. there's a whole bunch of chances for this ongoing. But um, yeah, big deal that Barcelona pulled ahead finally on the head-to-head. Well, I will just say that this really amps me up for the fact that I'm going to a Barcelona game. We bought so our tickets yesterday. So when we were uh, going to Europe in May and when we were in Barcelona, we were going to see a Barcelona FC game. And I wish I could remember off the top of my head who they're playing, but I can't. It starts with a G. I feel like they're in like fourth or fifth place. Oh, okay. I can't think of what they're called. But anyways, um, we bought tickets yesterday. You're going to so love it. So it's official. It's so much fun. That I went to a Barcelona game on my, I don't know, like four years ago now. I went to a Champions League game, and it still stands probably as my favorite sporting event I've ever been to. It is unlike anything in North America. Was it at the, like, Camp Nou? Yeah, in yeah. Barcelona? Oh, oh, yeah. And cool. it's like, the whole thing is an experience. Like, you, everyone walks the streets. Everyone gets into the stadium. It's like cheering nonstop. They have a supporter section for the opposition team as well. Mm-hmm. So, and they're locked in, like, what I can only describe as a cage. Oh. It's like, in the top rows, it, there's like a around them because like people will legit just stab each other so like they're like locked away and while we were there they were playing Ajax which is a team uh Dutch team Dutch team yeah um and at some point in the game Nick and I were sitting there and obviously everything's in Spanish so we're like I don't quite know what's happening um a whole bunch of like really old guys stood up and started pointing at the opposition and just like cursing at them we were like what are they doing and it was all in unison and we're like oh my god they're hexing them they're totally <laughs> putting a curse on them <laughs> and it was amazing i'm like i want all of this <laughs> like amazing oh my goodness you're gonna love it that's hilarious yeah i'm actually really excited um okay moving on we will jump into curling um so last week i mentioned that the scotties tournament wrapped up for the women mm-hmm. and that the briar was going to start sometime in march well I was wrong. Well, I mean, I guess I wasn't. It started on March 1st, um, but I didn't realize it was starting right away. I thought it was mid-March. So here we are. We have started into the Briar this past weekend, which again is the Canadian Championship for the men's. Um, it's actually being played in Brandon, Manitoba. Oh, y- yay. <laughs> okay. Yep. So uh, cool. that's interesting. And um, yeah, so basically right now they're just working their way through the round robin. So there's, I think, I don't even know for sure. I didn't look into it. I think there's about 12 teams okay. working their way through the round robin. And then by Thursday of this week, they switch into playoff mode. And then by next Sunday, it's the final. Oh, okay. So it's pretty much just a week. So basically at this point, the main teams I would say would be worth watching would be Northern Ontario, which the skip is Brad Jacobs. Um, Kevin Coe, who is the skip for Alberta. Um, Mike McEwen, the skip from Manitoba, and then the Team Canada, who is from Newfoundland, um, Brad Gushu. 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 Yeah. Sure. Is the uh, the skip, and he has won the past two years. So. Was he the one who went to the Olympics? I don't think so. Was it Kevin Cooey who I went think to it the was, Olympics? Oh, yeah, Cooey. That's who you say his last yeah. name. Yeah, he went to the Olympics. Okay. Yeah. Um, all so of those them are, are really notable, though. They like, are. All of them. Those are the main ones, I would say. Like, yesterday we watched a game between Manitoba and Quebec, and it was, like, just a complete, like, Manitoba just crushed them. Cool. I think by the end it was, like, 8-1 or something, and they just gave up in the ninth end. They were just like, <laughs> all right, we'll shake your hands. Like, see you later. Bye. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so those are the main teams I would look out for. But realistically, like, next weekend is when the, like, more exciting playoff games will be happening. So keep an eye out for that. And that's pretty much that for curling. Cool. Yeah. I love that Curly's been getting such love on this pod. You know, like, it's nice. It doesn't get a lot of love, like, 
like, generally. Like, it's not like it's a big social media event or anything. It's true, it's true. So, you know, love for curling. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the other big story we were probably... We wanted to touch on was um, this past week, the Leafs actually played the New York Islanders. And the reason why it was significant in some regard is that uh, John Tavares, who plays for us, um, came from the Islanders. He chose to leave last year. Um, and so it was the, it marked the first time that John Tavares was back in um, New York for this. The crowd was horrendous, awful, terrible. Like, just booed him. Oh, like, uh, relentlessly. They put together, like, a really nice video package showing, like, all his charity work and, like, all of, like, his time with the Islanders. Similar and to how Toronto did for DeMar when yes. he returned. Except Rightly the so. crowd booed him the whole time. Relentlessly. It was, like, it, I don't know. I have feelings about this because I feel like he gave nine years of his prime to this team that could not be fucked to build a better team around him. Yeah. He stayed through all of the missed playoffs and all of the shitty years, and he finally decides to leave to go play for his hometown team where he grew up, and, it, like, he sees a future there. How can you be upset at this? I know. Like, the Especially chance. now. Like, I, I know. Get it. Same thing with when DeMar got traded. It's like, in the moment you're mad, you're emotional, this is, like, yeah. your guy. I mean, I guess it's different because DeMar didn't choose to leave, whereas he chose to leave. So, like, sure, maybe you feel a little more, like, hurt by that as a fan. But at this point, like, you haven't moved on. You haven't seen the bigger picture on, like, how this makes sense for him and his career. Well, the Islanders are also doing well right now. They're at, like, the top of their division. So the fuck are you all still bitching about? Get over it. They're, like, an obsessed ex-girlfriend. Yeah. The feeling on the internet was halfway between, this is disgusting, get it together, New York fans, and I live for the drama. Mm -hmm. Which is fair. But, like, a bunch of, like, Sean Avery, who... I'm shocked I'm agreeing with for anything. Former NHL player. I came out and said, like, those fans are single-handedly tanking any chances of people going to their team. Why would you want to join that? You wouldn't. That's awful. And, like, you have to be, in some regard, you should be thankful for the time he gave you. He put his heart and soul into this team. He's had nothing but good words to say about leaving. Like, he loved New York. He loved being there. He loved the crowds. And he comes back to cheers, like, or, sorry, booze that are just, like, I don't know. It was awful. Yeah. But then, in response, Toronto did something really cute, which was their next home game. They changed the order that they were announcing the players so that he got announced last. And then the crowd obviously gave him the hugest standing yeah. ovation. They were screaming and cheering. And so, like... It was adorable. Yeah. So, I think that made him feel better because he was, like... I mean, I probably felt like shit after that. Totally. Like, anybody would. But then... Totally. To have your own team. And, like, especially, like you said, it's his hometown. Like, he's from here. Right. So, like, of course, you would want to come back if you could. Like, that just makes perfect sense. Like, I don't know why you would be confused by that anyways so yeah it was just a lot like usually so usually in Toronto if someone leaves like I know they booed Chris Bosch when he first came back but people tend to just give up after a while like Toronto really doesn't hold a whole lot of like we're gonna boo you consistently through the whole game like the Islanders fans were relentless like they did not give that up it also sucks because like Nick and I were like, I really wish the Leafs would have gone out and crushed them just to, like, shut Uh, them all up. Yes. But, like, Toronto in general is not known for being strong in revenge games. Yeah. Um, We tend not to win the ones we probably should for, like, emotional reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, It also, like, I think the thing that probably made the Islanders fans more mad is that Toronto consistently kept saying leading up to this, this was just another game for them. Right. Whereas it obviously wasn't. And I think that really just like fueled the fire for them because Toronto walked in and were like, cool, we lost, whatever, move on. I think they went on to win their next game anyway. So 
But those Islanders fans were just, like, obsessed. Yeah. It's like, get over it, dude. Seriously. This was, like, like when, Le- not, obviously not on the same level, but when LeBron left Cleveland, mm. like, people were, like, burning his jerseys in the streets and, like, yeah. all of this shit. And then he came back and they're like, oh, 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 um, JK, no, no, totally, we still love you. And yeah. it's like, you're loser fans for doing that. Yeah. Like, you can't have, uh, whatever. Yeah. I have feelings about this. Yep. I feel you. Um, okay, so that's our take on that. <laughs> and moving right along. Um, our last news story of the week uh, is, of course, the NFL creeping its way in, because you gotta. Um, when are we ever going to have a week where we don't talk about them? I thought we had one. Did but we? I could be wrong. I don't even know. I feel like they're just always here. They are, basically. Um, but essentially this past weekend and actually up until today was the NFL Combine, which we did mention briefly in a prior episode. I think when the boys were on, we talked about how somebody does at the Combine affecting how they get drafted, but we didn't actually explain what that was. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, the NFL has a Combine. Just found out today the NHL does too. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Does the NBA? Does every sport just have it? Uh, The NBA, I don't know if they do a Combine. They might, but then they do, um, they invite... Like, they do practices where scouts will go and watch you just practice. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So the combine, at least for the NFL, is what I can comment on because that's what I know about, Mm -hmm. um, is essentially where players who are eligible to enter the NFL that year will get invited to this weekend where basically there's, like, tons and tons of scouts there watching and they have all of these different... Hmm. What do you call them? They're, like, drills. Exercises? Drills that they do? So basically, it's a 40-yard dash. um, It's a shuttle run. It is a bench press where they basically have to bench press 225 pounds and do as many reps as possible. Um, It is a vertical jump. It is a broad jump, which is basically like long jump. And then a three cone drill, which is kind of like agility where they're having to like run back and forth around the cones. So they like get time for all these things or they'll like for their vertical jump, like how high do they jump, all those things. So then you get like stats on all these players. Also, when they're entering the combine, they do like their height, their weight, their wingspan, their everything body fat percentage yeah exactly all of these things so basically that's what was going on this weekend can you imagine Um, sorry just to interject can you imagine being put through this like I think of like if someone were to pick me up right now and be like you need to do the draft combine I wouldn't make it out of like the 40 yard dash well, I wouldn't make it out I, of the measurements. I, I would get to the body fat percentage and be like, I quit. Forget <laughs> it. Don't want it. Don't even want to know the answer. Don't tell me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I certainly could do it because everything's so short, short. But it would just, I would suck. We would be terrible. Right? Like, I could run a 40-yard dash, but I couldn't Not run it quickly. In, in a quick manner. Right? I, there's no way I would do that shuttle run well. I didn't yeah. do it well in gym. Yeah, there's seriously. No the beep gym. test? Yeah. The worst. Actual worst. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, well, a couple of key things that we found out is that, so Kyler Murray, who we've talked about several times now, so hopefully everyone knows who he is, um, basically has the shortest arms of any participant at the Combine ever. They're like little T-Rex arms. 28 and a half inch long, inches, inches long, well, yeah. whatever, are his arms, which is, I, I mean, I don't know how long my arm is, so I don't know what that is for comparison's sake. I think I, it's just relative to his height, it's actually quite short. Right. And like, well, I say this as someone with very short arms, like, I have T-Rex arms, right. it's not great. Yeah, well, and especially if you're comparing to anybody who's ever been at the Combine that is the <laughs> shortest ever, like, yikes. Yikes. So I was saying to Chinella, like, luckily, well, in my mind, I thought, luckily he's a quarterback, so he just throws the ball, he doesn't have to, like, jump up and, like, like a wide receiver and catch the ball where he would need, like, a longer reach. Yeah, to get around the defense. Right. Yeah. But then Taniela brought up a good point, which was... Like, I struggle to under like think about him against very tall, very giant, with huge wingspans, 
O-line players. Right. Offensive linemen. They're going to... Or defensive linemen. Eat him alive. Yeah. Like, those... So, when you line up in, like, a line of scrimmage for football, you see those, like, big giant dudes that are opposite the team with the quarterback on the field, their only job is to try and get to the quarterback and smash him. Right. Like, or into he, the ground. <laughs> if he happens to throw the ball before they get there, to try and block the ball. Yeah. So, if Kyler Murray's got these, like, little T-Rex arms that he's not able to, like, throw up and over people, I suppose, then it would be easier for them to, like, block his ball away or bat it away. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still projected to go overall, first overall. Right. So I guess it's not going to matter a whole lot. See, but here's the thing about that. So I'm pretty sure um, Greg was saying the other day that Arizona gets the first overall pick. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they were shit this year. Yeah. Did anyone even talk? We didn't t- mention them once this year. I don't year. think we did. Oh, God. But the thing is, they just drafted a quarterback, a rookie quarterback last year. I think they so- were saying they're trading him. Oh, is that what's happening? What's his name? I don't know. I think he's going to Washington. I think that's what I read. If I'm thinking of the right person, I'm pretty sure they're talking about shipping him to Washington and making room again. Yeah, because that's what I was basically saying to Greg is like if they drafted a quarterback, obviously the rest of their team was kind of shit. Like they didn't have a good team last year at all. So it really wouldn't have been a good time for this quarterback to shine in any way because his team around him was not great. Um, so, I mean, kind of shitty if you're just going to give up on him after one year where he had a terrible team around him. (laughs) But at the same time, if Kyler Murray is, I don't know. As good as he's supposed to be. Exactly. Then maybe you just say, sorry, guy, we don't really see, see our future with you. We see it with someone else. Bye. Bye. I mean, I worry for him that he's, I mean, he's obviously a freakishly talented athlete. I always worry with the meteoric rise to fame athletes that they don't crash out, i.e. Johnny Menzel. Because, like, he has such a, like, claim, like, meteoric media rise, and then all of a sudden it was kind of, like, burnout. So, Mm -hmm. who knows? I guess it'll really remain to be seen. He might just be one of those naturally freakish athletes. Right. Also, we mixed up the O-line and the D-line. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it would be the defensive lineman who would be blocking his passes. Yes. Um, Yes. But, yeah. So, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and the other player, and this is just like a fun fact mention, is... Is it fun? It makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me jealous. Fair. (laughs) Um, So a player who was at the Combine named DK DK Metcalf um, had 1.6% body fat. Like, what the actual F? I think you've eaten burgers with more fat percentage in them. Literally. I definitely... (laughs) I guarantee that I have. 100%. I don't know what... You only have... What does your body do with that little fat? Where do right. you store it? Well, somebody said your brain. Literally, it coats your brain and that's it. That's it. That's your organs I'm... have no coating. Yeah. Like, God help you. Yeah. So chilly at, yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> in the winters. So chilly. So yeah, you guys should go and Google him. Uh, Google image him. I mean, I couldn't actually find anything. Maybe check his Instagram. I don't know where... He's like... There was... Right, I, at some point, I was shown a shirtless picture of him and like, it is just something else. Every muscle. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Because there's nothing coating those muscles. Zippo. So I don't know what this guy eats or just how much, I don't know. I don't know how you get to that point or maintain that or anything, but. Think of the amount of work we would have to do to get to like 10 times 1.6%. I, I, I can't. I can't eat I literally can't. We shed for the wedding and it still brought me nowhere near that Not number. even, not even. There were yeah. no single digits in my future there. No. Zero. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to wrap my head around. Um, so anyways, that was just a fun fact. Go and Google him. See what he looks like. It's intense. Is he intense. is a wide receiver, I believe. V-defined biceps. Yeah. 
very <laughs> and abdomen muscles whoa, yes whoa. um yeah so basically the result of the combine is just basically like we said like uh we find out like how quick they can run and how much they can bench press and all of these things and then all of those things play into where they're going to get drafted um so the nfl draft is coming up end of april uh around the 25th to 27th of april is when it will happen so the 25th being i assume the first round which will be televised which i believe is a thursday yeah it's a thursday yeah um, so yeah, Thursday night, uh, they'll, they'll probably show the first round on TV so people can watch that. And, uh, If you want to. Yeah, if it's, you want to. It's fine, I guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it because I've never watched one before. It's okay. They invite a bunch of the fans to stand at the front or, like, sit in the front. So there's just, like, last year there was, like, a bunch of Buffalo fans wearing excessively, like, exuberant outfits Hmm. so it's like it's a collection of people Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. sort of what you see in a tailgate right just at the draft right so that's fun yeah all right well anyways that is our not our only uh football update for today but (sighs) that is our only update for football in our pick six news stories and that concludes pick six for the week it does um so i guess while we're riding the nfl train we might as well just keep it going um Our Athlete of the Month for February, Meg and I agonized over this this month because we were trying to pick someone that we thought, like, performed really well or something, and we're like, oh, we should choose maybe James Harden, and we're like, oh, we chose him last month. (laughs) So whether, no matter what we did, it all came down to the fact that we couldn't deny that Tom Brady is the Athlete of the Month Mm -hmm. for February. Yep. It's really hard to deny. Yep. Because he won six rings. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're, we're referencing the Super Bowl, obviously. So after that happened, we talked about it, um, probably four episodes ago now at the start of February, we talked about how it was a little bit of like an underwhelming Super Bowl and, you know, we weren't really thrilled about it, but what we didn't really talk about was Tom Brady and the fact that it's a pretty amazing achievement. So he has the most Super Bowl rings out of anybody who's ever played in the NFL. Ridiculous. Um, which... I mean, I think everybody can understand, like, it's not like it's an easy feat. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pretty impressive. And you you can tell by the way that Chanela <laughs> brought up that he was our Athlete of the Month that it's not something we're thrilled about because, I mean, I don't even want to say that I, like, don't like him as a person because I don't know enough about him to say that I don't like him as a person. He's kind of dorky. Personally. From yeah, what I've seen. Like, I just... I, yeah, like I just don't know enough about him, but I just find it annoying that he is as good as he is and nobody can seem to keep up. And that's not his fault. That's probably it's everyone not. else's fault, but I still find it annoying and I blame him. I mean, fair. <laughs> yeah. It's another one of those cases, Megan and I were having this conversation before we started recording. It's similar to like LeBron or some of those like all-time greats. It's really hard to hate the player. Like you can whatever, hate Tom Brady, because, you know, we all hate the Patriots, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it's really hard to deny that he's he's probably the best ever. Yeah. Or very close to the best ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, he has six rings. No one else has that. Yeah. You know? Like, the, the argument is slowly dissipating that he has competition for that, the greatest of all time title. Exactly. The GOAT, like we talked about last week. The GOAT. Um, so, I mean, good for Tom Brady. I... It's painful that he keeps winning, but it is. Other teams need to get their shit together. They sure do. Or Tom Brady needs to like retire. Yeah, desperately. But he won't. No, because he like lives in a cryogenic chamber for eight months of the year in preparation for the football season and then comes out like fresh as a daisy, yeah. eating his all vegan diet. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, 
oh yes, this might be the most like unimpressed athlete of the month that we ever do. Like from our perspective. Yeah. Like we're we're giving it to him because we know he deserves it, but we're like not thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tough one, man. Tough pill to swallow. And we know a lot of people who literally despise Tom Brady who yes. are gonna hate us for choosing him. But yeah. it's like from an objective perspective, if you look at it objectively. You can't deny it. Right. And if anybody feels like somebody else was more deserving, we are more than happy to hear your opinions on this. Yes. Yes. If you think in the month of February, there was a different athlete who was more deserving than Tom Brady, who won his sixth Super Bowl ring, um, then by all means, we are are happy to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Please tweet us or anything. Send us an email. Send us a post-it. I don't even know. A post-it. Carrier pigeon, whatever you want to do, just get us something. <laughs> Seriously, anything. Um, okay, so switching from that begrudging topic to one that we're actually really excited to talk about, and I feel like we need to integrate a little bit more, is feel-good story of the week. You know, like we were thinking about like all of the amazing things that athletes do outside of their sport, not only their talent, but also like the charity work that they do, and a lot of athletes are really engaged in their communities, so we figured like... We're going to try and integrate this a little bit more to kind of bring a little bit of light to all of the really sad news stories that come out every week. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this while we were prepping for this pod and like, when was the last time you properly watched the news? Because it's fucking miserable. I don't watch the news. It's awful. I never watch the news. I never have in my whole life. Yeah, but like this is why our parents are always so like afraid of everything and perpetuate these weird stories of like email hackers and things because like it's all just fear mongering Mm -hmm. so this is my personal quest to like counterbalance that shit Mm -hmm. um so the first news story is um comes out of toronto this past week um mitch marner who plays for the toronto maple leafs um he was on his way out to play i think it was it was only a couple days ago i think saturday night um and he has been actively involved. Like, they do... Toronto... The Leafs do a lot of um, sick kids hospital work. They constantly are visiting them. They do lots of activities. They're partnered with them. Um, and one of Mitch Marner's particular, like, friends, I guess, he's made. She's, like, seven years old. She's been battling leukemia. Um, and she was there with her sign. It was just her and her mom standing because there's an area where the players come out that's like down a hallway. So they roped off a little section and she stood there with her mom and had a little sign that said, I'm celebrating my seventh birthday with my friend Mitch. Oh my God. I know. Like, it actually killed me. Like, it's making me teary eyed talking about it. So he like saw it and went over and gave her like just the biggest hug. And then afterwards posted on social media, he's in like a toque and his suit and he's like having a little birthday cake with her and she's obviously so excited I think her name's Hannah um, so freaking cute just the tiniest little thing so excited to be there like made her little sign I was just dying dying yeah. it's just like another example like hockey players are such good guys like they some of them some of them yeah. but like it's not they do really good charity work I find like yeah. so it was really lovely super um, cute on the same let's stick to hockey let's stick we've to hockey. got Carrie Price who's the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, you should know, considering you're actively cheering for the Montreal Canadiens, if ever, against the Leafs, so you should probably get up to I, date on your uh, I wouldn't roster. say I'm actively cheering for the Leafs. I would say if I was, if I, like, gun to my head had to choose Leafs or Montreal Canadiens, I would choose the Canadiens. You should probably know your life or death team then, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Carrie Price, who's a goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, this just in, um... <laughs> 
for a decade, but <laughs> yes. yes, it's just in. It's just in. Um, there was a video that came out of him that was super adorable. Actually, Tanyella just, I saw snippets of it like on Sportsnet or um, Sports Center or whatever, all these things. But Tanyella just showed me the video now before we started. It's actually super cute. This fan um, came up to him, was it before the game? I think it was after. Oh, after the game, okay. And was like, you know, wanting to talk to him, whatever. It basically turns out, you can't tell this from the video, I don't think, but basically turns out that the kid had recently lost his mother to cancer and was just like having a really hard time, but got to go to the game and was obviously a big Carey Price fan. And so he like stopped and like could see the kid was upset. Whatever the kid said to him, you can't hear it in the video, but basically like gives him this huge hug and the kid's like basically sobbing on his shoulder. And so then the kid turns around and he signs his jersey and then the kid had a stick there for him to sign and I guess when Carrie Price realized that the stick was broken he basically like went back to the dressing room got him a new stick came out signed the brand new stick for him gave it to him like just so adorable the video is so cute yeah yeah Honestly, it takes so little to make kids happy. Seriously. You know, like, it's just so sweet. It is. It's so nice to just take the time. Because, like, what, it took him five minutes. But, like, the video has gone so viral. Like, everybody is like, oh, my God, Carrie Price, you're such a lovely human being. Yeah. So, like, it took five minutes of you doing something nice for everybody to be like, oh, my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then in a completely unrelated sport, um, Mm -hmm. I'm so excited I get to talk about wrestling on this podcast. It is my singular goal in life to get people to want to watch wrestling. Um, so this past week is significant because in the world of WWE, you have some like really famous people that lead the company, like famous wrestlers. One of them for a very long time, um, his name is Roman Reigns. Um, he really has been the face of the company for like quite a few years now, much to the audience's dismay. They would, wrestling fans are a little bit weird in that they don't, they can get an opinion of someone, someone's character and decide that they don't like them. So Roman Reigns' character has been actively booed, even though he's supposed to be a good guy for the better part of like five years, no matter what he does, no matter what happens, he gets booed all the time. It's brutal. Um, deservedly or not. So... Earlier on, I think like mid-2018, there was an episode of Raw where he came out, of course, fans are going. Oh, sorry, Monday Night Raw. It's like wrestling has, or WWE has two programs a week. They have Raw on Monday nights and SmackDown on Tuesday nights. Um, (laughs) It's a a heavy wrestling start to the week. Yeah, it's a lot. And yes, I commit to all of it. Um, So Monday Night Raw started, Roman Reigns comes out, everybody's booing, as usual. And he starts to talk about the fact that he actually was diagnosed with leukemia when he was 22, and it was in remission, and then he had just found out, I guess, that week or a couple weeks before he had actually come back. So he was diagnosed with leukemia again, and, like, all at once, it was like the air got, like, sucked out of the stadium. Because they do these in arenas, right? So there's, like, 20,000 people watching, and it was like everyone went from booing to just, like, dead silence. Because with the leukemia thing, he had to basically vacate... uh, working for the WWE so he's been on leave and then this past week after all the treatment so uh, this so sorry the story you're telling about him announcing that like happened a while ago yes oh, okay yeah so this past week on Monday Night Raw he actually came back out for the first time they hadn't seen we haven't seen him in like months and he came out and said his uh, leukemia was in remission so it means that he can officially start to work his way back to the WWE it was a really big deal because it was a change of heart for all the fans that have hated him for so long and it was really beautiful and he was really happy to be there the WWE also does a ton of work with kids they do a lot of like hospital visits and stuff so it was like 
a real big deal. Mm-hmm. It was really beautiful. That's I was emotional. So nice. I watched all of it, riveted. <laughs> it's such a nice story, though, like, that it, it goes is. from everybody, like, just for some reason not liking him, and then all of a sudden this, like... Redemption I mean, arc. Yeah, totally. Basically. Like, now they love him. I mean, it's horrible that Cancer had to do that. Right. That's what I was going to say. It's, like, kind of... Yeah, not a great circumstance, but I guess, but still, it's a big deal. It was a lovely story. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Wrestling just working its way into the pod. I can't wait. I'm I'm determined, guys. (laughs) You can catch me at any Raw that comes to Toronto. Hit me up. I'm probably going. They're actually in town this week. Oh. Yeah. On March 8th, I think they're doing a live event because SummerSlam tickets go on sale. They're going to be in Toronto this year. You should come. Maybe that can be the sport you get into. I'll, I'm willing to put soccer on the back burner if you get into wrestling. No. It's fine. But I'm going to a soccer game, so I need to get into soccer in preparation for that. There is no need on the wrestling front. Okay, maybe 2020. We'll yeah, circle back. Maybe 2020. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. If you have a baby in our, on mat leave, you totally have enough time to watch wrestling. I have enough time, but desire is the other question. Well, fine. Okay. <laughs> we'll That's see. Fine. We'll circle back. We'll circle we'll, back. We'll circle back. We'll take that offline. <laughs> All right, oh, so that goodness. concludes Feel Good Stories of the Week. It Hopefully does. you all had a little bit of a heartwarming moment with us. Yeah. Um, so basically that kind of wraps things up for the week. We have a bit of a shorter pod this week. Not a ton not of content. Not a bad thing. Though. Yeah, no, not upset about it. A um, couple things that are coming up. So International Women's Day is this coming Saturday, March 9th. Yes, girls. So we are going to be... Uh, featuring some fierce female athletes on our Instagram stories over the course of the day. So keep an eye out for that. And if you have any suggestions for women that you're particularly like attached to or want more exposure for, send them to us. Um, DM us or send them to us on Twitter, email, whatever. We're happy to feature them because yeah. we want to give all the women a shout out. Definitely. Um, and then the other thing that's coming up, hopefully over the next week or so, is that we're going to be launching a new logo um, on our uh, Instagram page, our Twitter page, mm-hmm. um, and then we're actually going to do a little bit of a social media overhaul. So we're kind of going to switch things up a little bit on how we're posting and um, what our posts are looking like. Um, so if anyone has any feedback as this is kind of happening and coming through, like we're totally looking for feedback, looking for any suggestions. Please help us. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically. You know. Um, I mean, all of the standard stuff, like, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter. um, Tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, review. Definitely, like, looking to grow our listener base. So if you have any friends or family members who you think could be interested, or even friends of friends, or anything like that, um, obviously would be really grateful if you guys could, you know, share, share the good word about cleats and cocktails. Preach the good word. Yeah. And like, you know, tell your moms Yeah, so that your moms tell their friends. That's what moms do. They're really good for that. Pass that along. Yeah. If you have, you know, 10 friends and you tell all of them and they tell one person, that's even bigger for us. Exactly. We can't do that math, but I think it's big. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like it should be. (laughs) But yeah, keep us in the loop. If you have questions, feedback, anything you want us to mention, um, let us know. Otherwise, I think that's probably about it for this week. That is. I'm so surprised. I know. We're never this quick. No, we're not. It was a quick week. Anyways, we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye, guys. Cheers. Cheers.